When looking for a new home, location is so important. And as sports fans, you obviously want to be close to your favorite sports teams. So if you're in the market of buying a new home, you gotta check out Aria Denver Homes. They are located just 10 minutes away from downtown, Coors Field, Pepsi Center, and Bronco Stadium at Mile High. So what makes Aria Denver unique is the home buying process is all about you. You know, we offer free home inspections. We make sure we're in a great location in Denver, um, as well as we outreach into the community and have a lot of involvement with a lot of different businesses, as well as, you know, parks and other areas in the location. Like Tyler mentioned, Aria Denver believes the home buying process is all about you. That's why they offer that free home inspection, customizable finishes, and brand new appliances. But that's not all. So we specifically have a greenhouse on campus at Aria um, that residents are able to sign up for a subscription service and have fresh veggies delivered to, to their door each week. And then we also have a great relationship with Regis University. So our partnership with Regis allows residents to have access to the fitness center and gym. Move today where everyone wants to live tomorrow. To learn more, go to www.aria.denverskylofts.com or call them today at 720-372-1022. Welcome into the BSN Broncos podcast, coming to you from Broncos training camp. Uh, our friends over in the altitude booth are upset, so if you hear them, that's their fault. We they heard us the other day on their radio, and we were I was upset about something. I'm not gonna say we. I'm the yeller usually, um, and so you just gotta hear you gotta hear them be mad. Shout out to Mojer Lombardi and Kane, our our friends over next to us. Zach, what uh, training camp practice is this? I count on you for the math around here. Sixteen is what we're coming up on today. That seems like it seems like more. It does seem like more, and uh, but think about that. That is what? Okay, Ryan, I count on you for math. Not really, actually, though. No, I would how, never do how that. How many hours of football that is that? I got the answer for you. Forty-eight. I, I was gonna get it. <laughs> You didn't give me a chance. <laughs> I'll give you a chance next time. That's two straight days of football. When you put it like that, it's a lot of football on tape. Uh, when I was in like elementary school, I just didn't have the patience to raise my hand. And so like, if a teacher like asked a question and I knew the answer, I would just yell it out. <laughs> and it got to like a, a point where, like I don't know, they, they were like really mad about it. So they said any time I like speak out of turn in class, I had to go to the principal's office for 15 minutes. Oh wow! Did that and did that uh, ease the problem? No, honestly, it was the best thing ever. I just got to go to the principal's <laughs> office, and just like skip 15 minutes of class all the time. Because you were just answering questions. I was just trying to I was just trying to impart my knowledge on the world. <laughs> <clears throat> and this is actually pretty ridiculous. The principal of the school, she was a. Uh, you know what and uh 
she told me, she like pulled up some like Colorado law thing and said that I was like um, impeding on like the, the learning of, I don't even know. She's like trying to tell me that I was like breaking Colorado law. Oh, wow. It's ridiculous. Did you get arrested? I did not. But uh, that's what you wanted me to believe. <laughs> Anyways, if you do that on this pod, though, I'm that's gonna, what you just I'm did to me. I, no, no, you're the one who just did it. You blurted out the answer before the rest of the I, class had a chance to chime I in. I asked the question. I can do whatever I want. If you're the question master, you can do whatever you want. I disagree. <laughs> Completely disagree. Anyways, the uh, BSM Broncos podcast. That's what this is that you're listening to, and. We're presented by The Green Solution, which has 17 Colorado locations and an express checkout to get you in and out as fast as possible. Get on your phone right now. Go to their website, mygreensolution.com. Order your stuff. And then head to the closest Green Solution for pickup. Use code BSN20 for 20% off your entire purchase. Well, Zach, since the last time we talked, there has been some developments. And unfortunately for the Broncos, they are not good developments. Um, the first one that we kind of expected because we saw what happened in the game was Andy Janovich. Comes out that he has a strained pec, which is a lot better than a torn pec, um, but he's going to miss six to eight weeks. We'll get back to him. Theo Riddick has a fractured shoulder, which, if you ask me, sounds way worse than a strained pec. Yep. But he will also miss six to eight weeks. Six to eight weeks is a lot better than missing the season. But it also creates a difficult position for the Broncos because when cut day comes, they're going to have two guys that they know they want on their 53-man roster that they aren't going to be able to use for, what do you think, three weeks of the season? They're, they're scheduled to come back between week two and four. So okay, that so time we'll frame. say three. So... They're going to be, essentially, their 53-man roster is going to be a 51-man roster. But in a 51-man roster, they still have to have enough players to play through the first three weeks of the season without, you know, overworking anyone. Really quick, don't forget about Joe Jones, who also just a few days ago was diagnosed with another six- to eight-week injury. That's a guy who maybe isn't a sharpie lock to this team but he's pretty darn close to being a lock to make this team so that's another guy so it's not just 51 now you're down to 50 now you have three guys that you're just stashing and so you have a few options you can cut them which i i well i guess i'll, I'll ask you that in a minute uh you can put them on the ir with the designation to return which then they can return midway through the season. but yeah. And that, you don't have to do the designation to return anymore. Right, right. But, Anyone can return. But they, they, they can return midseason. But then you're probably missing them, healthy them, for potentially five weeks. Or you can do what kind of we're talking about right now, and that's keep them on the active roster. They eat up uh, roster spots for one, two, three, four weeks potentially. As they recover, maybe they hit a, a pothole, as we've seen a few of those guys do, and then they're out eight weeks, and you, you just stashed them. So, Ryan, it's a predicament that they're in right now because we know that every roster spot is so valuable when it comes down to it. And when, when we've talked about the roster in the past few weeks, it has actually seemed easier this year than in years past. But that's with 
one position or one one roster spot that it comes down to. Now there's three, and that makes it tough. And here's the thing, because you only you only have 46 active guys on Sundays, right? So you just th you might say, oh well, then just make those guys part of your inactives and and then just move on. Well, it's not that simple because. If you wanted to do that and you were going to construct your roster the same way, then you would only have two running backs in the first three weeks of the season. You can't do that. Uh, yeah, you can, but it puts you into a precarious situation. And you would have zero fullbacks. And while Vic told you yesterday that he believes they can go three weeks without a fullback, I personally don't think they can, unless they're going to really change their offense just to save a roster spot. That seems silly to me. Uh, if if you're not carrying a fullback, like you're gonna play, you're gonna play a lot more out of the shotgun, and it's just not a smooth transition, in my opinion. So, I think they have to keep George Aston, and I think they have to keep Devonte Booker for the first three weeks of the season, and then they're gonna have to make a decision. Then I mentioned yesterday, if Aston balls out, let's say he goes out there and he's crushing skulls, what's the I could very easily see them just saying, well, all right, we don't need Andy Janovich then. You agree? Sure. If if he's out there and they trust him, so he's being used, you know, 100%, 95% like they would be using Andy Janovich, and he's playing like Andy Janovich, well, then, of course, he's cheaper. Andy Janovich is in a contract year. George Aston's the undrafted guy. He's a rookie. You have him for three more seasons on the cheap, of course. But... I don't think they'll let him be Andy Janovich. I don't think he'll, they'll give him that opportunity. And yesterday, Vic said he has the next few weeks to prove to us if he's worth the roster spot, if he's worth keeping around. And, Ryan, if I'm guessing right now, I think Andy Janovich heals quicker than people think. And maybe he's only – maybe when cut day comes around, they only project he's going to miss a week. And they say, okay – we can't carry two fullbacks, and we're, we're going to change our offense for one week, and then we'll be fine. Do I, do I think they could do it three or four weeks? No, that wouldn't be a good idea. One week? I think they say, yeah, yeah, we, we can't keep two fullbacks. You're going to change your offense? In, I, I don't want to overstate the importance of that game, but that is easily your most winnable game in the first quarter of the season. You're going you're gonna to risk not running things the way that you've been planning to do all of training camp and risk losing that game because of it? It's a fullback, Ryan. That, that's how they're going to view this. Vic's going to say, Rich is probably saying what you're saying. Whoa, come on, I, I need this guy. check. I need him. I need him. And Vic's going to say and John's going to say, it's a fullback. Come on, you'll be fine one one game. It's a fullback. That's twice as valuable as a halfback. <laughs> so really quick, do you think they would lose the game as opposed to winning the game if they didn't have George Aston? Not just a fullback, George Aston. I don't know, but I don't <laughs> want to take that risk that you're on the goal line and you don't have George Aston in there to blast his 17-inch thick neck through the line and open up a hole. You know what I'm doing instead in that situation? I'm putting Derek Wolf as my fullback and letting his, what, 47-inch shoulder width blast through the hole. That man is so large. <laughs> he stood up on the podium yesterday, and I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, how are how is a human – how does a human look like this? I want to run my questions 
past him before asking, just to make sure they're not going to piss him off. <laughs> uh, Derek, before you walk up there, check your texts. <laughs> Sent you a few uh, ideas. <laughs> just send me a check mark back on the ones that you like and the ones in the, the X on the ones the, you don't. Uh, he does the tap back of like the up arrow, meaning or like the the fingers up means good. <laughs> Are you? Uh, do you use that a lot? It depends, you know, person to person. I don't think it's very personable. So, I think it's disrespectful. Yeah, and that that's kind of what I mean. It's In not personable. In a group chat, it's okay. Right. I still don't like it, but at least you can acknowledge, like, oh, I saw this. Right. Um, Even though seven other texts have gone by, I don't want to go back and respond to that one and throw everyone off. Right. Like, you're you're like with some girl, and she texts you like, I really really like you. <laughs> you just you're just heading back the thumbs up. And then is that a response that warrants a response? Like, are then they are they supposed to then text you again? No, because then they're double texting. Yeah, that's how I feel. Yeah, but it says you responded. A little I know, notification I hate that. Pops I up. hate the, it's like, <laughs> so-and-so liked the mess. I'm like, no, 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 no. Don't even send me that. Next time you send me an okay, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tap that back. <laughs> I... Uh... You know what? If you say, hey, can I do this? And I say, okay. And then you do that back. That's fine. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Because I'm acknowledging. Like, right, your I saw this, but you don't need to say like, okay. <laughs> I saw you're okay. <laughs> I just. That, that, the whole thing is, is not good. <laughs> so, so Scangarello sends a text to John, says, John, would really, really like my use check. Would really like my Aston. I need George what's, Aston. What's John tapping back or texting? Thumbs down. <laughs> <laughs> he forwards that. Uh, Skanks forwards that to Vic, try to, trying to get him to champion it. Okay, so I'm team Aston and Booker are staying around. I am team... I'll, I'll let you continue. I want to know if they are taking two roster spots away, who is paying for it we've already seen it we've seen it yesterday and that is one kevin hogan it is very clear what is happening right now and that is kevin hogan is just being not just weaned away from the the second spot he's his roster spot is the floor is falling out for from under him with that roster spot he's he doesn't make this team what a waste what a waste of second team reps. We're what six you said it. 16 days of training camp. That is 48 hours of football. <laughs> yeah. All right? That's two full days of football practice. Wait, really quick. That is a full football season. Look at that. Woo. Wait, no. Wait, after today it's a full football season. No, it'd be 16 times 4. 4. Football games are 3 hours supposed to be. Oh, I'm thinking quarters. Oh. <laughs> uh, see math math is hard <laughs> i let you chime in and i shouldn't have you shouldn't you should have stopped me <laughs> anyways Principal's it feels office. like four hours <laughs> especially in the preseason okay so what a waste yeah what why did we go through this yeah why did drew Locke would be better right now Yep. If he had been practicing with the twos all along. Yep. And so all you did by keeping Kevin Hogan around is hurt Drew Locke in the in the present. And hopefully you don't need Drew Locke in the present. But if you do, you only have yourself to blame 
when he's not ready in the regular season after Joe Flacco, you know, whatever, touch wood. If Joe Flacco is the quarterback that he was last year, you're going to need Drew Locke because Joe Flacco got hurt last year. Uh, and, Ryan, if, if you make a mistake and you know it's a mistake, but you don't want to admit it, is it worse to uh, double down and just say, I'm sticking with the mistake even though I know it's the wrong thing to do? Or is it the better thing to just swallow your pride and say, made a mistake, and we're going to change that mistake? Are you referring to keeping Vance Joseph for a second year or <laughs> keeping Paxton Lynch around for a third year? Or keeping Kevin Hogan as the second string right now? It's always worse if you double down. Yeah, and so don't. Don't. It, the damage is done. It's August 12th right now. You still you have just under a month until the opening day of football. Let Drew be the guy for an entire month. You've you've messed around a little bit, but now just stop that. Stop that. There's enough time. Don't wait until cut day, which is three weeks from now. And then you say, okay, Drew, now you get all the backup reps. By the way, our game's in a week. Don't do that. Don't double down. And yesterday in practice, that was the biggest takeaway for me was it wasn't just Drew Locke getting the two reps. It was Brett Rippon getting the three reps, and Kevin Hogan sprinkled it. I mean, just the cherry on top What were his reps. Yeah, Kevin Hogan's on uh, bottom of the bag duty right now. <laughs> He's just getting the cleanup fries. <laughs> Which can be pretty good. Can be, especially if you go to Five Guys. Have you ever gotten like fries to go at Five Guys? Well, I guess they always bring it in a bag anyway. Yeah, I've had fries. I've never finished. I've never got to the bottom. They give you so many. They literally just take a full scoop of the fry thing and just dump it into the yeah, bag. Yeah, yeah. That's a legendary <laughs> pros, uh, uh, practice. Their their smalls are like extra large as anywhere else. Oh, do you like dipping fries in uh, malt vinegar? <sighs> I can't say it that I've done it religiously. There's something about the Five Guys fries dipped in the vinegar because they, they offer the vinegar there. Like okay. At, at the little condiments table. Uh-huh. And like one... Sometimes when I'm really hungry, I just start experimenting with stuff. I'm like, I just I need more flavors. <laughs> one time I experimented with their fries in the vinegar. Now I, I can't live without it. Really? Yep. What's it taste like? Fries and vinegar? I don't know. Vinegar is what my mom uses to clean the floors in our house. Ugh. And it smells like stinky feet in my mind. And I'm like, what are you doing? Making the house stinky, but you're cleaning? You're so doing the opposite of cleaning. <laughs> so that's the association I have. Get your mom some like soap. <laughs> it's what her mom did. It's the old school thing to do. Time to progress, Miss Stevens, Mrs. Stevens. Uh, my girlfriend is the same way. Uh, she thinks that the smell of vinegar, like she gets, like she'll try and like sit far away at the table when I'm. She thinks it's bad, but like I feel like your mom is probably using like not malt vinegar. It's, probably not. It's different type of vinegar, but I, I still, hope. I love that smell. Like the vinegary... The feet smell? It does not smell like feet. It, it smells, smells like, like vinegar. Feet. <laughs> what kind of feet are you smelling? <laughs> what kind of vinegar are you... What are you putting in your body? I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> vinegar on fries, good stuff. <laughs> it's like... What about like fish and chips? Do you put vinegar on that? I've never had the option of vinegar with that. It's, it's, it's tartar sauce. They no, bring you tartar sauce? You put, you put some vinegar on it. No, never seen that. You've never had good fish and chips. 
our so some of our UK followers are either going to strongly disagree mm. with me or strongly agree with me. I'm not sure what's going to Maybe happen. they could send us some fish and chips. That sounds good right now. I actually really loved fish and chips as a child and had to go on like a 10-year hiatus wow. because of food poisoning. Oh, uh-oh. Fresh fish and chips or were they frozen? I mean, it was in Colorado, so I thought it was <laughs> fresh. It's probably a good, good point. Okay, so Kevin Hogan's won. What about the other spot? Where is that coming from? Tight end? Receiver? Here's the thing. You want to pull from tight end, but if you're going no fullback week one, aren't you using a tight end as your fullback? And you're already thin at tight end. But I thought I thought you were going fullback because you need a second roster spot. All oh, right, all right, all right. So you're keeping th- three tight ends? Yeah, Is that so it, still too many? So it'd be Hireman. You're keeping six backs. Six backs. So you pulled from quarterback, and now you're pulling from one other place. I'm maybe offensive line. You could. Wouldn't wouldn't tight end though make the most sense in terms of like s- kind of similar of a position? Maybe, but okay. So you 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 want to have around. Uh, 25 players on offense. Usually people go 24. Um, and then, of course, 26 on defense and three on special teams. Um, if you go six backs, two tight ends, you're at eight. You go uh, three uh, – sorry, six backs, two quarterbacks, you're at eight. Three tight ends, you're at 11. Uh, eight offensive linemen, you're at 19. And six wide receivers. Yep. Maybe you maybe you pull from wide receiver, and then you and then you don't ha- and then you don't have to pull from somewhere else. Here, here's the the easy part to me. They're bringing Jake Butt back. He wants to come back. He practiced a little bit yesterday. Maybe you find out one of three things. He's good. We need him on this team. He's healthy. Ryan, just the way I feel right now. I love Jake. I really hope this is not the case. I just don't see that happening in the next three weeks. So two options from there. You say, I guess three options from there. You say, actually, no, just two. You say. Math. Yeah, tough, tough. Uh, you can say, all right, Jake needs more time. We love where he's progressing. We're going to throw him on the IR. Boom, roster spot open right there. You can bring him back midway through the season. Or you can say this just isn't working. It's not working. Jake, I'm sorry this didn't work out. And you cut him. And then uh, there's your three. You're not going to keep Bug Howard around for four. Let's say Jake does prove that he's worth it, and you can't cut him. You don't want to use that roster spot. You're probably not cutting Fumagalli with Jake being, uh, you know, where he's at in his recovery, and you're not cutting Jeff either, and obviously not Noah Fant either. Then then you can go to wide receiver. Uh, and Ryan, let's say they only keep five wide receivers. Is that sixth one one that you are tossing and turning in bed overnight uh, because they can't keep no, I don't think so because nope. it's if you look at the the guys who would be there. So obviously you keep everyone from Emmanuel Sanders through Tim Patrick. That includes Jawan Winfrey. So that's four, five. No, that's five. Yep. Uh, who else? I mean, are you losing sleep over Kelvin McKnight, nope. Trinity Benson, no. um, River Craycraft, Austin? Uh, what's his name again? Nick Austin, Williams. Austin Williams. <laughs> I'm so unenamored with him. Like, and I love small white wide receivers. And like, I just, there's this, there's like a, a sector of the media that is like really into this guy. Yeah, and I'm just like, really into him. I'm like, he's not even as good as River Craycraft. 
Yeah, I, I, it's okay. If those are your five, it's okay. And then, Ryan, I'll probably even go to more of an extreme. We don't even need to say names on the offensive line. If they keep eight instead of nine offensive linemen, or they keep seven instead of eight offensive linemen, sometimes teams keep ten, and it's hard to, to boil it down to that, and they crunch it down to nine. If it's eight or seven, I'm not losing sleep over anyone. Now, obviously, it's probably not going to be seven just because that, that gets scary with depth. But yeah, if you're, you're three injuries away, touch wood, from literally not being able to field an offensive line. Exactly. And so th three injuries to the offensive line can happen in a game. I'll touch and, wood again. And that's why it wasn't too difficult for us to figure out where they find these roster spots is because a lot of teams do nine or ten offensive linemen. We just set it at eight originally. So – that helps right there, too. How far away are we in camp from someone asking Vic Fangio who the emergency quarterback is? <laughs> Probably not too far. Big fan, I'm a big fan of that, uh, <laughs> that, that part of camp. Who is it? I don't know. It used to be Jordan Taylor. And then, like, that literally leads to a Jordan Taylor media scrum. <laughs> TV cameras love emergency quarterbacks. Uh, yeah. Yep. Who is the emergency quarterback? It has to be someone who's not that valuable to like. You can't have Emmanuel Sanders be the emergency quarterback. He can throw the heck out of the ball, but then he, Emmanuel Sanders can't throw to Emmanuel Sanders, and then your offense is is struggling. Although your offense is already in big trouble when the emergency quarterbacks come in. Your offense is toast. Who is it? If you're carrying six running backs, you might as well go full wildcat. Do you think maybe it could be like Brandon McManus? No. I think Brandon McManus can no. stand back there in the shotgun and diagnose a defense. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. Who are you giving me? Oh, River Craycraft can throw the ball pretty well, but I don't know if he's on the team. Maybe Deshaun? I don't no. know. I don't know. That's tough. I miss being. I miss seeing Demarius Thomas just throw the ball like yep. 80 yards. And he wasn't even the emergency quarterback. And look at this. For the first day, and I don't, I don't know, maybe the first Ever. day of camp. Ever. Kevin Hogan is the third quarterback. He feels you mean the, the fresh, first, the first quarterback, the first quarterback out here, the third player out here. He feels the pressure and he's bringing the heat. Maybe if you're just the third string quarterback, it's like a rule in the quarterback <laughs> room that you have to come out first. And this is the official announcement. It's like the bullpen catcher. Yep. Like you gotta get <laughs> yeah. these guys warmed up. Come on, get your stuff on and go out there. I think that's our sign. It's official now. It's official. Yeah. Vic, Vic yesterday was resistant. He was. But it's official now. Yep. <laughs> All right. Oh, real quick. Uh -oh. Since the last time we were on this podcast, mm. I've developed a full-on addiction to Madden. Oh, wow. That like, happened quick. Like, last time we were on this podcast, I hadn't even played Madden in like five years. But I was gifted an Xbox One. And I was gifted Madden. Because <laughs> I was trying to, like, resist these things. Yeah. And now I'm a full-blown addict. You can't say no when it's just given to you. I've already I've already played a whole season. Wow. You, and, you made it to the playoffs? Yeah. Made it to the playoffs with my QB1. And uh, we got beat pretty bad by the Eagles in <laughs> in the wild card. You feeling, you feeling okay? Yeah. You know what? It was a learning experience for me. <laughs> um, I did win... MVP, Rookie of the Year, <laughs> Offensive Player of the Year, and Quarterback of the Year. But you're just a choke job. 
I didn't have a good game. I did not have a good game in the playoffs. I, I just, I'm sort of, it's like a story mode. I think it's kind of purposely skewed mm. to make you, like, you can't just win the Super Bowl in year one. Right. No. It wants it to be a story. You have to develop over time. Um, but my Buccaneers, that's who I got drafted to. They really went out in the offseason and made some moves that I respect. Oh, yeah? Did yep. you get to do those moves? Nope. Um, wow. I got to set the draft board, which wow. is kind of cool. Uh, it, you're but that big time of a quarterback. The rookies like s automatically suck. Like none of my rookies are contributing, except yeah. for uh, I didn't mean to do this, but I accidentally drafted drafted a left tackle in round one. Uh, he's starting. He's good. But, um, I they went out and got Jadavian Clowney for the defense. Wow. Um, we really needed that. Oh, and Indomitian Sue. Oh wow. They really beefed up the defense, and then they. I was with Alex Collins was my running back. God, he sucks in that yeah. game. Um, they went out and got Chris Thompson Ooh. for me, which like I'm not thrilled about. But he had a really he had a really good game week one because I played week one, so I'm already I guess anyway. <laughs> uh, he went for like 110 and two TDs. Ooh, so he could What'd be you a, do? He could be a difference maker. Uh, I had like 300 yards, <laughs> two touchdowns, two interceptions. <laughs> okay, yeah, you you seem to be high on that interception train. You seem to be a Brett I'm, I'm still Brett learning. Favre. I'm still learning how to diagnose defense. Who was I playing in week one? I can't remember. Oh, the Vikings. Mm. They were really doing some stuff that was confusing <laughs> me out there. Mike Zimmer? They were throwing some, some coverages that I didn't recognize. <laughs> did you see the tweet that came in to us late last night? I did. I did. This absolutely blew my mind. Let me find it here. Came in from our buddy Chance. And he says, quote, couldn't find any strawberry sky, but the 120 miles I had to drive to find Ooh. some Breck brew was worth it. Hashtag so good. Thanks, BSN Broncos, for pushing it. This man drove 120 what? miles to get some Breck brews. What chance? That is unreal. You're the MVP. Definitely the MVP of today. Um, he said, I disguised it as a road trip to the Capitol for my fiance, but this was the real reason I wanted to go. <laughs> Looks like he picked up some summer pills. Ooh, love the summer pills. Yep. Um, I had a couple of those at the concert the other night. Oh yeah. We haven't even talked since the concert. The concert at Breck Brew was awesome. Like the sound, usually sometimes you go to these outdoor concerts and the sound isn't very good. The sound was fantastic. Um, thanks to the good folks at Breck Brew, I got to meet my fa like one of my favorite bands. Wow. Uh, got to go backstage. Wow. So it was really, really awesome. We love them. I found out that they love us. Cause, uh, we hadn't really seen them since yeah. the, the phenomenon yeah. that has become Breck Brew on this podcast. So they, they, were, sh they were showing us the love, <laughs> and it was great to see. And it's all because of you guys for supporting those who support us. Yeah, and uh, when you do that, you're also supporting yourself. Let me tell you that. You are. And if you drink enough, you might need someone to support you. <laughs> All right. Let's take a short break right here. And when we come back on the other side, it's time to get to your questions.
The Colorado Golf Association was founded in 1915 with the purpose of representing, promoting, and serving the best interests of golf in Colorado. A CGA membership costs $59.95 yearly, and it gives you access to member offers, discounts, events and programs, a 20% discount on green fees at Common Ground Golf Course, and so much more. The best feature of Common Ground is that it's owned by the Colorado Golf Association, and that changes everything because our mission is to use Common Ground as a lot laboratory for creative programs, innovative programs that will grow the game, that will introduce it to a wider audience. It's hard to put your finger on what makes a golf course fun. Uh, it's challenge, but it's also playable, and it's a great value. That was Ed May, executive director of the Colorado Golf Association. He has worked with the CGA for over 30 years now. The CGA is currently conducting its third annual Dream Golf Vacation Raffle in partnership with the Bandon Dunes Resort. For $20, you can enter a raffle to win the Bandon Dunes Resort. Wonderful dream vacation that includes six rounds of golf on all three golf courses. Started selling raffle tickets a couple weeks ago and we'll draw the lucky winner here later this summer. For a chance to win, enter at coloradogolf.org slash B-A-N-D-O-N. Moving on here on the BSN Broncos podcast and you guys came through with many, many questions. So Zach, going to have to be efficient here. First one coming in from Chris O'Brien says, Come on, guys. You can't complain about Skang's red zone offensive play calling in week one of the preseason. I guess you could say he should have called a screen pass or something, but you don't want to give away any of your red zone play calling in the preseason. Never said that he had to give anything away. Just said that he couldn't run it up the middle two times in a row. <laughs> that's, what got, that's what got me... Uh, frustrated. Yeah, just and not out of shotgun. I don't like it. Gotta say, I was pretty shocked about Locke's performance as well, or stoked about his performance. He looked infinitely better than he did last week. Hoping to see him take the second team reps this week. And just want to say, Drew Locke is, uh, has given us a few looks in our booth since warming up, so if you're talking about him, he may be hearing you. Really? He's been looking over here? He has been. I think, I mean, he sees that chair sitting there. He's like, I want to go on that podcast. Drew! <laughs> I dare you to yell his name. <laughs> I like being here, Ryan. All you don't right, want bud. me to be here? Fine, fine. Uh, speaking of, did you notice the new there layout? Again, just did it again. Just gave us a peek. As what is he doing? Throwing the ball <laughs> sidearm under it. He's like trying to throw the ball without <laughs> touching it. He's like this. Yeah, exactly. He's like this job is too easy. He's like Kevin. This is what you look like when you throw. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, did you see the new layout in the comment section? I did. It's a thing of beauty. It's pretty sweet. So if you guys want now, you can upvote and downvote comments. Um, don't be it's mean. Not do the downvoting. Just let's be supportive of each other. But it is kind of cool. You can see which comment. Uh, once you guys buy in mm. to the new system, you'll see which comments you know are people's favorites. Which ones are the most important? And uh, we can actually sort them by that. So maybe that's how we'll. Uh, maybe eventually we'll switch it up with. Most important questions go first. You know how we said we're not going to downvote anyone? I'm downvote. I'm downvoting this next comment. All right, let's it's hear coming it. in from not Philip Lindsay says Zach, your laugh is beautiful. On opposite day. Damn, what is wrong? Wow, with you? totally deserves a downvote there. I would totally be up for a SoCal get together. Y'all just gotta find a way to pay first. Little winky face. My question for today is: Do you guys think Malik Reed will make the 53? I saw some promise from him and thinks he can be a great depth piece. <laughs> That's me uh, writing his name in Sharpie 
on the roster. I thought that was a uh, rewind. I thought we were rewinding and deleting this comment because oh, no. it was mean. You know how Sharpies are kind of yeah. squeaky. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say dry erase board, which then it can be erased. No, it's in Sharpie. That's Sharpie. There you go. That sounds like a car wash or something. <laughs> Are you putting him in Sharpie? Absolutely. All He's right. in Sharpie. Sharpie him Especially in. after Jeff Holland got cut. See you, Jeff. Uh, from Bronco Biker, 5280. Listening to you two argue about the rules of your own made-up fantasy league is exactly like hearing Calvin and Hobbs fight over the specifics of Calvin Ball. Are you familiar with Calvin Ball? I am. You are? A little bit. Okay, this was a big point of contention on the Denver Sports Podcast this week. AJ brought up Calvin Ball, and none of us knew what he was talking about. Actually, yeah, I, I couldn't tell you anything about it, though. It's just I just I was familiar with Calvin and Hobbs. Oh, okay. Calvin Ball, I guess, was a game that they made up, and they just made up the rules as they went. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you know, it's like what you do as a kid. Right. When you're losing, you change the rules, <laughs> yeah. and you make it so you can win. Sounds like you and fantasy. No. You're down 1-0. You need a big win, so you just throw in that touchdowns. Listen, man. Always worth six points are now worth four. Don't come at me because you didn't do the research. <laughs> do not come at me. You needed to look up ESPN standard fantasy scoring, and then you would have realized that you took an L at the beginning, and you wouldn't have had to go through that traumatic experience of realizing you lost. Wow. Anyway, I'll just let it pass. You're very passionate. He he uh, goes on and says the cereal issue is taken care of years ago. Some company out there makes a cereal bowl with an attached straw. Eat your cinnamon toast crunch, the absolute goat, and get the occasional sip of that wonderful cinnamon flavored milk every few bites. Problem solved. What does that have to do with the problem? <laughs> it has nothing to do with the problem. No, it doesn't. You're just draining the well. But we did find out that someone stole my idea. Now you need both. The milk side, the cereal side, and put the little straw in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, he says, can't wait to see y'all at the draft. Is anyone else coming in from the western slope? Moreover, who's going the furthest? My ride-up is clocking in at about 250 miles. Woo, so let's hear it. Can you beat Bronco Biker at 250? I bet you someone's coming. From, well, we know that Nacho Brad is coming right. from out of state. So right. he definitely He's has got a you leg miles. up there. He's got you miles. Probably not time devoted to that, though. Well, you have to... Uh, factor in like trip to the airport yep, waiting true. at the place that's true brad's brad's probably got you beat probably next one from elway or the highway says lock is streaky but showed some flashes uh-oh you're getting a look from drew right now he says rogers-esque stance in the pocket and fluidity of arm movement all right is the fantasy league full asking for a friend keep up the great work guys app is looking nice well zach you're in charge of knowing things about fantasy and Brad is in charge of letting me know things about fantasy. Okay. So, Brad. Is it full? Brad, let us know. Is it full? Uh, where right. the highway wants to know. You could probably just email bsnfightingburritos at gmail.com and, and ask. I'm not kidding you. you got to keep an eye on this Drew Locke kid, Ryan. He keeps looking in our booth. I'm going to look at Drew Locke until he looks at us. The podcast will not continue until <laughs> he looks over here because Zach – claims it's been so often the last time he looks it's just smiles so i'll get the next one as you watch drew try to look at us watch right, go us ahead. next one from iceman he says hey boys my takeaways from the game was similar to the hall of fame game hall of fame game we learned the broncos backups were better than the dirty birds backups seattle we learned the sea chickens backups are better than the broncos backups in the last game dalton and drew and noah all showed improvement over their first ever first ever nfl games I've heard Jano is out six to eight weeks with a strained pack. He could be a candidate for the return IR. 
IR after week eight. What a great pickup George the Animal Aston turned out to be. I hope Fort gets another chance in training camp next year. Uh, yes, he will. This one, roughly 100 characters over the 480 characters BSN Denver podcast comment limit. Go Broncos. My guy is uh, slowly but surely reining it in. Yeah, that was impressive, Iceman. I, you know, one step at a time. Do we, we have an update, Ryan? We got a Drew Locke glance and run the fingers through oh. the hair with a smile. I feel like he's really putting on right now. He is, just for you and me. <laughs> uh, from Miller Life 58. Sup, fellas. I appreciate the recommendation of Strawberry Sky. I was lucky and found it at a local liquor store on Friday and brought it to my family get-together I was going to. Oh, great for family get-togethers. He says, suffice to say, everyone loved it. Perfect summer beer and a damn good beer. Mm, as it is. Anyways, he goes on. I noticed that Devin Bush absolutely balled out for the Steelers in their first preseason game. Given the Broncos' current situation with linebacker, tight end, etc., if you could go back in time for the draft, would you do anything different with the first few rounds? Stay at 10 and take Devin Bush or Dwayne Haskins? Stick to what the Broncos did? Or would any other options fill the Broncos' needs best right now? Love the content and all the work you guys do. Got a question for you, Ryan, about this. In this situation, if you change anything, do you still get Drew Locke? No, of course not. Then no. I well, don't. you have to subtract one. Dalton so you or Drew? have to subtract Dalton or Drew. Technically, you could still get Drew. Boy, that would be a bummer to not have Dalton. Uh, yeah, think about how trash your offensive line would be. And guys, I just want to tell you, I t uh, but Devin Bush is going to be a pro bowler this year. He's going to be really good, and that's just going to make it you know, a little tough for Broncos fans to swallow if, if Noah Fance also not a, not a pro bowler, which he probably isn't going to be. But what I want to remind you now, too, is the Broncos have two issues, inside linebacker and tight end. So you're taking away from tight end if you're giving the linebacker so where it does uh, and help And you're also taking away from the offensive line, which is the biggest problem. Right. I like the way this fell. It's just it's hard for me to say that you can't go wrong with a Pro Bowl player, though. Here's the thing is uh, the Broncos' defense is going to be really good. Really, really, really good. How good would it be with them? Better, but it's already going to be top five in the league. So... I think you're better off adding a weapon to the offense. And if you want to learn how they're going to use Noah Fant, go read my story from yesterday in which I kind of uh, broke down how they're going to make sure he gets involved no matter what. And you'll see that right now it might not be for the best because Devin Bush is a better player than Noah Fant this year. But when you add the cumulative together of Noah Fant and Drew Locke, or Noah Fant and Dalton Reisner, whichever you know you want to take your pick. I think over time, the value of that will be equal, if not greater. How do I read your article? Is there a special code or something? Yeah, if you go to bsndenver.com backslash subscribe, and you use the promo code BRONCOSCAMP, Broncos Camp. you can help us on building uh, the record for the most successful promo code in the Ooh. history of BSN Denver. We're trying to we're trying to Joe DiMaggio this. <laughs> we're trying to make an unbeatable record right now. Hopefully, a Peyton Manning this. May, uh, his isn't as unbeatable. No one's going fifty six. Okay, we're Cal Ripkinning it. That one's pretty tough. Didn't Favre also have a ridiculous one? It probably. Oh, but then Joe, probably didn't, interceptions. What, no, of games played. Yeah, he did. But then Joe Thomas also has one. And Eli Manning is actually pretty good at that. Although his did break thanks to their head coach. 
What a guy. What was that guy's name? I don't even. He just looked the like hair the hair guy. Looked like the worst person to ever be around. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that guy sucked. <laughs> I imagine he's he's married to your former principal. Oh man, him and Miss King. <laughs> they'd be a match made in heaven. <laughs> All right, from FYTB512, he says, "Fellas, should we be concerned about our punter? Just have a concern about our special teams units this year. Thoughts?" Yeah, I mean, there's outside of Brandon McManus, there's been nothing good about Broncos special teams in years. So, yes, you can be concerned about everything outside of Brandon McManus. You should be really concerned because your starting punter hasn't showed up to practice in like two weeks. <laughs> They're bringing him back. They're bringing him back. Uh, event, I, wouldn't, I actually thought he was going to be out here this week. I thought they were like bringing back else? McLovin. Mm, yeah, I thought I – I wouldn't be surprised if something happens after this game. All right, from Janer. Sup, peeps? Brand new subscriber here. You got me. Hey. We got him. Dad grew up in Denver, yada, yada, yada. I grew up a huge fan because of him, yada, yada, yada. Keeping it short for you, I have an orange LA jersey. I live in Washington State. Went to Krispy Kreme, and the cashiers had 43 to 8, so I'm done going there. Wow. Thanks for all the info on the greatest team ever. Have a great day. Janer, that was just a fantastic comment. I love it. You cannot... As an employee of a business, you just can't do that. No. Bad. Look, bad business. Like, imagine just bringing up the like, one of the worst moments in someone's life. <laughs> As you're doing right now to everyone. This is bad business, Ryan. So Shoot. we'll move on. Next one from Ryan Clayman says, hey, BSN family, I will keep this short. Another great comment here from RC. My question is, do you guys have superstitions when you watch any kind of sports? When I watch the Broncos, I have to drink Orange Crush soda for the whole game. Thank you. Keep up the awesome work. Maybe yeah, that seems like a, a lot of orange crush soda. <laughs> uh, I do have a lot of sports superstitions, but they're not like week to week repetitive stuff. It's just like, oh, if they're losing, I need to change seats. Um, if, yeah, I don't know. That's the main one that I do. The other thing, I have a lot of golf superstitions. So, like, one of my best rounds ever, I drove to the golf course a certain way, which was different from the normal way I drove. Did you drive in reverse longer. or something? No, I just I had to make a stop at a friend's uh. house. So then every round for the rest of that year, I just drove by that same house. Do you stop at the friend's house and, like, go in every time? And they're like, what are you doing? And you're like, oh, just playing golf. No, you just have to come to a full stop Okay. Front, and then <laughs> you can go. And does it work? It did that year. Oh, Then it stopped working. Cow. I just... Saw what you pulled up there. Yeah, it's a long one. Alternate? Yeah. From Virginia Beach Broncos. Hey, gang. First of all, thanks for the last podcast, which helped my 11-year-old son and I come off the ledge after watching the game. Also, shout out to new subscriber Broncos Mom. Nice to know there's another Virginia BSNer out there. Nice. We're supposed to alternate. It means it's your turn. Oh, in 1990, when I was very, when I was a very young officer in the Navy, my ship, the USS Kitty Hawk, sailed from Norfolk around South America to San Diego. As such, we crossed the equator twice, and thus I was thrust into a centuries-old tradition called a crossing the line ceremony. It was brutal. Those who have never before crossed, referenced as slimy polywogs, were marched around the 85,000-ton aircraft carried carrier on our hands and knees being smeared with various concoctions of food and grease Jeez. by those regardless of rank who had already crossed they were known as the shellbacks the ceremony began early in the morning and lasted until nearly sundown 
and we were exhausted by the end. Dear Lord. Yeah, what? Where is this going? He goes on, during the ceremony, I remember thinking, this is stupid. I'm going to cross the equator either way. Why should I have to put up with this? But at some point, even before it was over, as my fellow Wogs and I began to see the light at the end of the tunnel, we were caught up with the... Esprit? Esprit, Esprit de, de corpse. And by the time... Uh, we were finally declared shellbacks. A sense of pride and connection with history and one another came over us. The trials we went through were an important part of that process. We suffered and paid a price to be able to be called shellbacks. So, all that to say, I think the haircuts or some sort of unpleasant ritual should remain. It helps bring cohesion to the rookies and it allows them to truly feel like they belong, apart from simply being a signing bonus and a locker. There is a fine line between initiation ceremonies and unlawful and unethical hazing rituals, and the Navy has sometimes been on the wrong side of that line. If it causes lasting physical or emotional harm, then it doesn't belong. I don't feel a haircut crosses the line. All fair points. Thank you for your service. Um, I think you come from a unique position in this right. argument. For me, and like I said, I, I respect that opinion. For me, I just think it's divisive. It separates you in a way that I don't think is conducive to feeling like a team. Right, right. It puts people down, and you need these people right now. You need Exa some of That's them. the thing is, like, you need Noah Fant. And honestly, Noah Fant's haircut is so fantastic <laughs> that I feel like if you mess it up, it's going to take some of his confidence. Really quick, I forgot to do my superstition thing from RC. My family has uh, a fat head in the basement. And, and you have to rub it. So and anyone that comes over, if anything's going wrong with the game, my dad will just look around at who, who was here and didn't rub the fat head and be like, got to rub, got to rub the fat head. So that's uh, Steven's superstition. Love to rub a fat head. <laughs> uh, <laughs> from Count Flacula. Colors with problems. I, don't, I forget the context of this, but I remember you saying that. I oh, you meant colors. to say I have problems with colors? Oh, colors with problems. But you accidentally right. said I. So apparently, you also have uh, words with problems. Yes. <laughs> that's that's the next album. Colors with problems. The first live album of 2019 by Zach and Ryan. Thankfully, it does not include any songs with the words orange or blue in them. Yours loyally, the Count. And Buff Stuffalo comes in. Look at these short comments. Oh, oh I, no. I there's have a long to... one above that. Uh oh. He says. Oh, is it from Buff Stuffalo too? Yep. yep. Okay. He says, hey, y'all, getting right to the point, because there's a lot of comments. How do we get through two hours of post-game discussion without mentioning the golden moment between our buddy Paxton and the Broncos' sideline? Well, we did. We talked about it a few times. Did we? I think. Well, didn't we? About him and... You talked about how you were like happy for him seeing him smile. Was that in reference to like that moment? Yeah, yeah, with Derek Wolf, right? Yeah. He said, Paxton scrambled, I believe, for a first down and ended up running out of bounds on the Broncos' sideline. As he turned around to jog back to the huddle, Kareem Jackson smacked the ball out of Paxton's hand. I didn't hand. see that. I didn't either. Kareem Jackson! He was never even Paxton's teammate. And the best part was that Shelby Harris was standing right next to Jackson when he did it and let out a huge belly laugh, as Shelby would. I was cracking up and had to rewind and watch it again just to take it in. Peak preseason stuff from Jackson, in my opinion. That was a great moment. Um, you saw the part, like you saw like the human element yeah. of like, I don't really think Derek Wolf respected Paxton Lynch very much as a football player, Nope. but they were teammates. They were once brothers. And you saw them have like a little moment there where Paxton kind of went over there and talked to Smack and... Derek laughed, and after the game, Derek said, like, I'm happy for yeah, him. Yeah, you could see Derek was happy there for him, There was a, a human moment there. Exactly. That you don't 
Like we sometimes like to take that away. Yep. Where we're just like the players don't respect, and I and they really didn't. They yeah. really didn't respect Paxson, but they were teammates. Exactly. Exactly. And Buff Stufflow continues says, "I like this." He says, "Also, Zach, what a brutal way to lose that preseason fantasy match. Four points for a QB touchdown is definitely no. Oh, it's oh, not. It's you definitely, thought you liked it. It's not. Go to NFL.com. That is the NFL, NFL's fantasy. The League that creates the rules. They didn't even start it. They it's just six. spun it it's off six because people. they realized other people were making money off of their product. It says, but I was on the edge of my seat during that scoring segment. Great content. Thanks for the awesome coverage. And then he says, chimes in and says, oh, I also have to ask, how are mo- How do you score yardage for QBs? Most leagues treat QBs different there as well. One point for 25 yards for QBs. Just answer, one- just answer the question. Yeah. One, one for, for 25. One okay. for 25. That's what I've been doing. Don't worry, because that's standard, not four points for a touchdown. Four-point touchdowns is pretty standard. That is not standard. From G-Ham Chill, nothing heavy for me today, just a fun little hypothetical question. If Dak Prescott was on the Broncos and you were the GM, would you give him his 30 mil per year? Cheers. Thanks for damn good podcasts. Nope. I said not a chance. damn wouldn't. Not a chance. Um, if I'm going to pay – oh, by the way, didn't it come out today that he turned down 30 million? He wants really? more. Oh, wow. He's in an ultimate position of power here. Yep. Someone will give him that. Yeah. Can Dallas trade him? If they want to, yeah. I would, the that's problem what is I would they're, they have a win-now roster. That's why their hands are tied so much. He- I wouldn't do it, though. It puts you in a – the Broncos are in a bad quarterback purgatory. That puts you in a worse quarterback purgatory because you're paying a ton of money to a guy who is not going to get it done at the highest at the highest level. Completely agree. If you pay that money and you don't win a Super Bowl, it was a it was a failure. Yep. And it counteracts your ability to win a Super Bowl to pay a quarterback that isn't good enough to carry it on his own that much money. Totally agree. Next right. one from Dan Burke says, "Hey guys, I'm not shocked at the Jeff Holland waving when you factor in Malik Reed's performance over the past few weeks. But Holland was still playing okay in the preseason and was a young, cheap player at a premier position. I know that he was friends with Vaughn, and Vaughn was acting as a mentor to him this season. But is there more to the story? Is there work ethic concerns or anything else that we're not seeing? We don't know. Did." Yes, we don't know if there was anything more. Would I be surprised if something happened over the weekend? No, I wouldn't be surprised at all. Jeff just never fully got it. I think there's a lot of potential there, but there's a reason he was an undrafted player. It's not like we're talking about a third-round pick here. Remember, though. And he, he had third-round pick-esque production. Yep. Uh, and Malik Reed's just better than him. Now, yeah. they definitely could have gone to a weaker player to cut, and that's why you think maybe there's something going on there. Exactly. But in the end... Eh. You 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 uh you you move on. Next one's from BC Bronco. Uh, dress the theoretic injury doom. Oh, does the theoretic injury doom Kevin Hogan's roster spot? Yeah, we talked about that earlier. It seems it seems as though Kevin Hogan could be in big trouble. Yes, he which he is. Next one from Make the Broncos Great Again says, "Hey guys, I haven't heard about the Broncos veterans giving the rookies their haircuts this Wait, year." I feel like that was uh. We already th- he must have copied that over and maybe he just lost his f- thought we missed it but and, we did get it and we got you Bron- make Broncos great again next one from T Dub says hey guys I've only been a subscriber for a week now and I love it I get excited every time there's a new article to read and can't wait to rock my mile high salute shirt thanks for the support man and by the way thanks to everyone who um, jumped into iTunes and defended Zach's ah, laugh I appreciate you guys um, we still need more though we still need more so if you uh, if you love us and you love Zach 
which I do, go uh, into iTunes and uh, hit us with that five-star rating and maybe leave a comment about why you like this podcast. That helps us out a lot, and it counteracts the haters. You guys, you guys are the best. You guys are the best. He says, here's my question. We all know that Joe Flacco was not the most mobile quarterback out there, and I couldn't help but notice in the second preseason game that the other QBs ran a lot of bootlegs. Is this a big part of Skanks' offense, and how well do you see Joe running them? Has he done a lot of them in camp? Thanks for the excellent coverage, as always. Well, I realize you've only been a subscriber for about a week, so you missed my story on this uh, from, I don't know, two and a half, three weeks ago. Uh, I wrote a long story about why Joe Flacco might actually be more effective in the bootleg than a more mobile quarterback. So I definitely recommend uh, going and checking that out. I think it's like something along the headline, something along the lines of like, have we been thinking about bootlegs all wrong? And to answer your question, Joe does seem comfortable moving around like that. Yeah, absolutely. Next one from Eugene Gaines says, So, guys, I took a date to the Weinster Chicago Lounge Saturday. Nice. That place is so cool. I sampled a few of the wines they offer, and I highly recommend anyone who's in the fence to sign up. It was an awesome time tasting some of the damn good wine. If anyone lives in the Chicago area, you must set up an appointment to the lounge. Whether going on a date or wanting to have a good time with friends, it's a great experience. For free, might I add. Yeah, if you are a Weinster member, you can hit up the lounge... Whenever you want, if you bring someone who isn't a member, so they can kind of show them what, what what they're all about. And like Eugene said, it is sick. It is so awesome. That is so cool, Eugene. He says, I do not recommend driving there, though, LOL. Although it was a nice walking around the neighborhood with a beautiful woman. Slight flex. Hey. But you don't want to risk driving. I was buzzed. Yeah, they give you like six glasses of wine. Dang, so. that is impressive. That'll, uh, that'll do the job. Next one's from Lone Star Bronco. He says, do you think Jamal Carter moving to inside linebacker secures him a roster spot? Was there a roster spot for him at safety? Uh, no and no. Yes, exactly. Uh, he he has a path now. Um, it's If anyone, it's like bad news for the Josh Watsons of the world because if he just takes to it like a fish to water, then he's going to have a, uh, a much better chance because there wasn't a place for him at safety. But, no, it doesn't secure him anything. It, in fact – He's starting from ground zero now. Exactly. Jamal Carter said he's always wanted to play this position. It's what he's born for. And the the line that I'm going to use, I'm a physical specimen. He just said in that quote, I am a physical <laughs> specimen, which I say to myself in the mirror ten times every morning. <laughs> you you got to say it to believe it, right? Yep. He says this Riddick going down safe Booker. We talked about that. Uh, he says, I see a ton of people being hard on lock about the safety. Oh, he took. Oh, I forgot about that. Right. That shows you how much I cared about it. <laughs> um, I mean, he could have. Kalfani Muhammad also totally missed the back. Yeah, I mean, he was he was hung out to dry. Yeah, I'm, and I'm, that's why Kalfani Muhammad isn't making the team. Right. Exactly. All right. Next one's from Sparrow. Hey guys, why don't you play any press conference audio during the podcast from like Vic Fangio after practices or player audio if something interesting has been said? Uh, there's like interesting rules on what you can and cannot do, and then you have to like delete stuff and. It's just a, it's a lot of. You wouldn't believe the rules that are yeah, out there. Yeah, it's a lot of BS. And because if you listen to radio, you may hear that. Uh, but since we're a podcast, it's different. Yeah, it's, and they have like licensing stuff and this yeah. and that. And we just, we can just tell you what they said. It's just as good. I get what no, you're saying. Not, I, I understand. I get what you're saying, Sparrow. You don't want to hear as much of us. We actually. Um, 
sometimes will include something if it's just so good that you have to hear it from them. But we have to like we pick our spots. Right. Next one from True Champ Fan Twenty Four says couple things. One, if someone is hating on Zach's laugh, we can toss hands. I too will toss hands. That's what I'm talking about. My, my guys have my back. Two, RK, you should follow golfers going golf things on Insta. I think it's supposed to say golfers doing golf. Doing things. golf things. I think you would appreciate it. Ever heard of it? Nope. We'll follow it. Probably Three. one of those. If it's private account, I refuse. <laughs> we know that. It sounds like a private account. Three for Mr. B. Four. Like three months ago, I called Jamal Carter moving to inside linebacker. Hey, you hit it right on the head, true champ fan. Yeah, it makes sense. I hope it works out for him. I like how it's temporary. It's temporary now, but if it works, then it's permanent. If not, then he moves back. Yeah, it seems pretty, uh, pretty obvious there. All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back on the other side, we'll finish up the rest of your questions. What's up, guys? Ryan Konigsberg here, and I got to tell you about the Blake Street Tavern. It's my favorite sports bar in town, as evidenced by the fact that we had our fantasy draft there. It's where I watched Super Bowl 48. It's where I watched CU win a Pac-12 basketball championship back in the day. Uh, it's the place to be for any sporting event. It's the biggest bar in town. I always joke you could land a 747 in there. It was named the National Sports Bar of the Year in 2017 by Nightclub and Bar Magazine. It wins Best Sports Bar in Denver seemingly every year from Westward and anyone else that's voting. It's the place to be. Uh, they've got great specials, and the food is out of this world. I recommend the nachos, the green chili fries, uh, the buffalo chicken wrap. You name it, they've got it, and the location is perfect. Just two blocks north of Coors Field, and they have parking. So go check out the Blake Street Tavern. Final segment here on the BSN Broncos podcast. Lots of questions from you guys. Lots of new subscribers. Love hearing it. Appreciate all of your support. And uh, and you guys drive this podcast by by asking all these questions. So thank you. Next one is from New Zealand Zach. Hey. Spells it with a K. Are you okay with that? It's better than an H, right? He's from New Zealand, so yeah. What, what does that have? He, he can do it different down there. All right, fine. <laughs> the equator. He says, hey, guys. Got him. Hey. Longtime Broncos fan from New Zealand, best ver best water origin. Oh, you're gonna have to send us some. Currently living in South Australia, just broke the subscription cherry after listening to two two or four two four podcasts. Two four podcasts. <laughs> two or four. Couldn't decide there. Love the content. Best way to start my day at work. Damn good podcast. Definitely concerned about the Broncos special teams. Do you think Sanders could play a role like Edelman and perhaps give kick returner? A most probable booster is simply too much of a risk for injuries and wide receiver. Keep up the great work. Yeah, too risky, especially with the manual. You're not going to put him in any risky situations. And look, um, it happened to Deshaun Hamilton last year. It derailed his rookie season. I never understood why they had him back there in the first place. Yeah. And he got rolled into and, and messed up his whole season. Please don't. Next one from 30s Win says, haven't commented in a while. I'll try to keep it short. Never a good start for a short pod. RK to archaic. Or... RK to archaic. Damn good puns. My wife is a huge Colts and Andrew Luck fan. I know there is an Andrew Luck, Drew Locke something out there. What you got? Well, Andrew Luck and Drew Locke's real name is Andrew Luck. <laughs> so that's what I got for you. This whole AB thing puts away the idea we should have gone for him, right? Sanders isn't a saint, but he's a step or two below on the diva scale. So here's what I said. I said if... AB doesn't play because of this helmet thing. I'll admit I was wrong. <laughs> but but all of this is going to go away if he just goes out there on the field and starts bawling out. Everyone's going to forget about the stupid helmet thing, the feet, all that stuff. 
You ready for Hard Knocks? I'm excited for Hard Knocks tonight. Three for Mr. B. My last question is how are there so many journalists that only follow one team or mainly follow one team and there are so many opposing viewpoints? To me, what's on the field is on the field. How can there be so many opposing stories to the exact same storyline when all reporters are wearing orange-colored glasses? I'm confused. You know what this is in reference to? No. Do you? No. I feel like there's something out there, though, where someone's saying the offensive line's bad and someone else is saying it's good. I mean, it's all things in life, right? It's all a matter of your perspective and what you're expecting and, and how it lives up to that. Right, exactly. All right, next one here is from Bronco Duck. He says, all right, guys, I might be looking at the season through rose-colored glasses. A lot of different colored glasses. It's like Von Miller's closet in here. However, upgrades at quarterback, offensive line, a healthy Emmanuel Sanders, a new defensive scheme, and an upgraded secondary make me believe 10 wins is realistic. I mean, at one point, this team was 6-6 six and six under Vance, Joseph, and Case Keenum last year. Taking it even further, the Chiefs' defense will give up points. The Chargers will have some RB turmoil. And the Raiders, well, are the Raiders. Am I crazy to think we may finish second in our division and get a wild card spot? Fangio is the steadying force this team is needed. Thanks for the content. Ryan, is 10 wins realistic? Sure. Is eh, It's possible. Realist, it's, I guess it if could it's possible, happen. it's it realistic. Could, exactly. Right? That, that's exactly how I feel. Now, would you put your uh, that whole mortgage on it? <laughs> The, my non, not even my non-existent mortgage would go on that. <laughs> I agree with you there. Next one from Lasagna Lance. Oh, man. It pained me to hear Ryan's description of what he thought a California burrito was. And I'm so glad he looked it up on air so no one was misinformed. For more clarity, the best Cali burrito, in my opinion, is simply a flour tortilla, carne asada, guacamole, sour cream, and french fries. Some places here put pico de gallo and some don't. Oh, you got to have pico. I love pico. I personally don't like it not on Not a mine. pico guy. You're not a pico guy? Nope. You don't like the, the explosion of tomato in your mouth? It's I don't like onions that much. Oh, my God. Um, Get away. It, there's too much water in it. Get out of it. Like, I, makes I things don't soggy. like when it's too watery. I'll, I'll agree with you there. I, I don't need it. I don't need it. I it's, love onions. It's cold. One and of my then favorite I, foods. I don't like how cold it is usually. You are my girlfriend. She doesn't really like onions either. Yeah. Your coffee That's people. That's why you and I get along so away. well. Stop looking at me like that. <laughs> There's some things I haven't told you, Ryan. He oh says, I've also heard of people putting beans in it. But you'll never find a place here who just sells it like that. The French fries are usually like a fast food type, like McDonald's, and they're so bomb. It's one of the best creations of food ever. And if you're in the area, it's a must. I will make it a pilgrimage to get one of those while in Southern California next time I go. Doesn't sound too bad. Sounds fantastic. From Count Flacula. says, gentlemen, I absolutely love this pod. The awkwardly long pauses when you're picking a... preseason fantasy draft picks is comic genius (laughs) your random takes are brilliant your antics ignite my fangy smiles i feel like i'm just hanging out with you i love all sorts of pod but this one just plain makes me the hell happy and when you are 400 plus years old not many things can rouse my spirits like you fine gentlemen that's awesome that's so cool just a quick question have either of you ever drank a breck brew out of anything other than a standard drinking vessel if so what and if not what odd thing would you choose if you could love the count um, does a bottle count? Does a can count? Does a cup count? Those are the only things I've drank. Those what are drank. what we would call standard drinking yeah, vessels. Yeah, no, that would be it. If I could drink it out of something else, I would drink it out of the Stanley Cup. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> I've always wanted to drink something out of it. Also, um, I remember when the Avs won the cup last time, someone... I don't know who it was, but they ate cereal out of the cup. I would drink it out of a hat. Because I feel like that's the ultimate champions thing. 
The what? A hat. It's, you said it's the what now? Like the ultimate champions thing. You know, like you're just on a baseball a field and, and you don't have a drinking vessel to crush the keg with, so you just dump it in the hat. Huh. Um, when I used to play Frisbee, I had to do – it was kind of like a hazing ritual for new players on the team. <laughs> they had a keg, and you had to fill the full Frisbee with beer and then chug it, and – I didn't expect it. You can fit two beers in there. No way. Yes. Wow. I did not expect that either. It's so wide, so you just wouldn't expect <laughs> yeah. it. But like, you pour a whole beer it's or secretly like secretly deep. Yeah, it's just wide and, and like yeah. Inch and a half. Fills two beers. Well, let's do that out here. All right. Let's ask Vic how many beers he thinks can go in a frisbee. From Miller Time, or from it's Miller Time. Yo, what's up? Well, gentlemen, the fort has fallen. Oh. What does this mean for Jake Butt making the 53? Also, any BSNers out here in Austin, Texas? Great job, boys. Listen to you every day. I know we've got Lone Star Bronco. I don't know if that's uh, Austin. I bet. I definitely bet there's someone down there. Yep, for sure. Um, Jake Butt has a chance again. His his time is alive. If he stays healthy, he'll make the 53. It's that big if, though. Next one from your buddy Travo. He says, I just can't wait for Phil to kick the rookies off the locker room couch. Yeah, no rookies on the couch. That's a rule. I think that one will up, will stand up. And that's okay. Yeah. I'm okay with stuff like that. Next one from Lone Star Brocco again. Oh, is it a... Uh, yeah, it's from Mr. Freeze. So, so I don't know how many of the listeners work in hospitals, but finding a Monday-Friday job is pretty rare in this field. Friday, I was offered one. Hey. First shift, no weekends, no holidays. I'm just super excited. I... Yeah, I can't stop telling people. That's my weird flex for the day. Not a weird flex at all. Congratulations, Mr. Freeze. And Bronco Biker also chimes in and says congratulations. Uh, he secretly or he worked security at a hospital in Denver. And you are not wrong about the schedule. Lone Star and Bronco also says congratulations. A normal work schedule is incredibly undervalued. All right, next one's from Sunny Rain. About Paxton. I must be the petty one in a breakup. Seeing the dude actually look competent made me want to vomit. You get this girl and you put her on a pedestal, treat her right, tell your friends if things go right, this might be the one. You even overlook the fact that she's kind of immature in an airhead. <laughs> you give the time and effort trying to bring the best out of her, but she's just too din dingy <laughs> to catch on. It ends. Next time you see her, she's with some dude who thinks he's great, but you know you're better. She's, on a biz she's in a business suit, glasses, and a Louis Vuitton bag. What the hell? This chick is brainy now, mature and down to business. No, you want to see her on an episode of Cops, all dirty, <laughs> hollering about how her boyfriend didn't do anything wrong. Um, I think you overstated things. <laughs> I don't think Paxton is in a business suit, glasses, and a Louis Vuitton bag as the back as the third string quarterback for the Seahawks. Uh, or else that's not going to last very long. Yeah, no. Uh, I get what you're saying. I guess it's just you're. You're just forgetting the, the context. I kid you not, Ryan. Speaking of relationships, Drew Locke is now running through drills, helmet on, fully locked in, and he just he, he looked at us again. Is our maybe his ears? You know how like dogs can only hear like certain <laughs> or they can hear like a certain pitch that other people can? Maybe our voices just like travel perfectly into Drew Locke's ears. Because we uh, he what is it when when an animal, like a cat or a puppy, what's it called when you're the first thing they see? They, uh, oh man, what's oh, like the word? A, like imprint, imprint on you, right? Maybe okay. since we saw him at the Senior Bowl, we were—he's imprinted on us. We've imprinted on him. What is it? I have no idea what you're talking about, but you don't know what I'm talking about. I mean, I can take the general context. <laughs> maybe it's like a it maybe it's like a baby duck. 
If they first see you. If they see you before they see anything else? Yeah. I, I, I feel like it would be called like mother's something or other. Imprinting. Mother, right. Mother's imprinting. We've mother imprinted on Drew Locke. Uh, Drew. Oh, God. They're throwing deep balls to the wide receivers right now, but the wide receivers are looking directly into the sun, and they just keep dodging the ball at the last <laughs> second. I feel like they should change to a different angle. And that's the horn, so it means they are changing to a different angle. And it is good timing on the horn because we have just finished this podcast. Goodbye. <laughs> it's getting me down, waiting up for you. It's Allie and Lindsay here, and we want to talk to you about our new favorite wine subscription. It is Winester. The best thing about Winester is that they work with small wineries. You know BSN loves supporting small local businesses, and Winester is just that, supporting real people making real wine. These guys will curate a hand-picked shipment for you from the best small wine producers in the U.S. So my favorite part about Winester is the fact that I don't really know much about wine, and when I go to a liquor store, I tend to gravitate towards the same wine I've always had instead of trying something new. But with Winester, they make the process so easy. That's exactly right, Allie. And from my perspective, you guys, I love wine and have tried so many different types of wine at different price points. And Winester is not only easy, but it is quite literally some of the best wine I've ever tasted, and it makes for an amazing gift. What's also ideal about Winester is that you can pick your shipments based on your schedule. That's right, Allie. So whether you're a casual drinker or you love hosting parties, you can get your shipment based on your lifestyle. So head to their website today, you guys. That's W-I-N-E-S-T-Y-R, Winester.com. We've got BSN25 promo code for you, and you can save $25 off your first order. 